Denver Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton was a Pro Bowl snub, but he's going to be back for the regular season finale to catch passes from Jarrett Stidham against the Las Vegas Raiders. We're breaking down the final regular season matchup on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. handful of Denver Broncos named Pro Bowl starters and we got evaluation season to talk about at least for one more game here for the Denver Broncos the final regular season game it's a bittersweet episode here today of Locked on Broncos as we preview this Las Vegas Raiders game to cap off the 2023-2024 season and want to say thank you to every single one of you that makes Locked on Broncos your first listen of the day every single day right here on the Locked on Podcast Network where it's always your team every day free and available anywhere that you listen to podcasts and i want to tell you about our sponsor linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply in broncos country we got to give our well wishes to our co-host, Cody Rourke, who is unable to be with us today. He's battling some illness this week. So, Cody, we appreciate you and love you, and we'll see you on the post-game episode. But Broncos country, we do have to talk about some interesting stuff for, I guess, uh, the kind of middle-of-the-week news. The Broncos had a few players named starters of the 2023-2024 Pro Bowl games, which will be in Orlando the weekend before the Super Bowl. So Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, Marvin Mims, they're getting a nod to head to the Pro Bowl games this year. Marvin Mims, of course, making it as a rookie. But this is Justin Simmons and Patrick Sertan. It's their second time making it to the Pro Bowl. Now, this is a big distinction for these guys. Obviously, Justin Simmons, for the longest time, kind of felt like he was always getting slighted when it came to the Pro Bowl. You know, Justin Simmons felt like somebody who was playing really well on the field, never really recognized off the field for other than Walter Payton man of the year, which is amazing, but never really getting recognized for what he was doing on the field as a playmaker. And now we've seen him stack up some all pros first or second team. We've seen him stack up now the pro bowls. This is second pro bowl. So Justin Simmons, a really, really great season for the Denver Broncos. And in fact, He's an interception machine, as always. He played 14 games this year, finished with three interceptions, had eight pass breakups, two forced fumbles. I mean, the, the, the ball just finds Justin Simmons, and he did finish also with 67 total tackles. Now, Pat Sertan, his his production doesn't necessarily come from interceptions all the time, right? Because teams aren't always throwing the ball at Pat Sertan. Although we have seen a lot of him getting tested this season, PS2 finished with a pretty solid year in terms of pass breakups, had 11 pass breakups, one interception, which came in that New York Jets game, could have been a game-changing play. Unfortunately, the Broncos weren't able to ca uh, cap off that whole comeback that they had going there. But Pat Sertan played 16 games. He's once again been a model of durability availability 63 total tackles 11 passes defensed and just one of the overall best cornerbacks in the entire nfl and and you look at his his numbers beyond kind of the surface level numbers right you want to see well what what percentage of passes is he giving up how much how much is he truly giving up right well 
PS2 had a really great season in that regard. 58.1 completion percentage when the ball was thrown his direction. He was credited by uh, Pro Football Reference with giving up three total touchdowns this season. And I think everybody had a bad game against the Miami Dolphins, right? So, no, but PS2, obviously a superstar, obviously a cornerstone type of player, and even a quote-unquote down year for him because this was the the highest passer rating that he's ever given up as a starting cornerback in the NFL, 87.5. But even an 87.5 quarterback rating into his coverage, I mean, that's still, you're, you're still talking about Anybody who's throwing at Pat Sertan, they're being made an average quarterback or below average slightly. So he does the job. He gets the job done every single week. And that model of consistency is so, so huge for the Denver Broncos. Now, what about Marvin Mims, right? Because this is his first Pro Bowl nod. He made the Pro Bowl with over a thousand all-purpose yards. Now, think about that for a second. And it felt like there was a stretch of the season where Marvin Mims just wasn't even there. I mean, the first game of the year, we're all like, where's that presence from Marvin Mims? Then he comes out against the Washington Commanders in week two and just absolutely explodes with the big touch touchdown catch, which if you would have told me at the time, I probably would have called you crazy, but that was the only touchdown catch that Marvin Mims would have all season long. Is that not nuts to anybody else? I mean, my goodness, we need to get this guy the ball a lot more in his second season, but over a thousand all-purpose yards for Marvin Mims in his rookie season for the Denver Broncos. And of course, a lot of that came in the return game, 279 yards on 16 punt returns, averaging a whopping 17 Point four yards per punt return, 342 kickoff return yards, including a 99-yard kickoff return touchdown, which occurred during that dreadful Miami Dolphins game. But what about Broncos players that were snubbed to the Pro Bowl? I think that's always everybody's more you know, favorite thing to talk about as opposed to the guys that actually made it. I think right guard Quinn Miners really has a, a gripe here. I think he was probably one of the best overall offensive linemen in the entire NFL this year, not just one of the, you know, five to 10 best in the AFC. I mean, he might've been top five, top three in the entire NFL, just in terms of what he has shown himself capable of doing. And I think, you know, you look at what analytics folks are saying about Quinn Miners, you look at the, the statistics in terms of what he's been able to do. I mean, he has been an absolute force out there at the right guard position for the Denver Broncos, arguably establishing himself as one of the best guards in pro football. So, I mean, pro football focus said it best that he ranks second among NFL guards this entire season in pass blocking grade at an 88.4. And we saw Quinn Miners just recently, just a couple weeks ago, we saw him actually get thrown a flag for being a little too physical. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about an offensive lineman, but kind of looked like a scene out of the blind side there from Quinn Miners, and he got in trouble for it, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, you know, that's the type of player that he is. He's gone from being the guy who's lifting logs and tree you know, and an entire tree basically through the forest to now being a guy who's lifting up and, and driving NFL defensive linemen and linebackers into the ground. So I think Quinn Miners deserved to make the Pro Bowl. And I think another big snub is Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton has been the consistent source of offense for the Denver Broncos, if you will, in 2023. I think that when you look at what he was able to do this season, maybe doesn't stack up 
to some of the greatest statistical seasons of all time. Wasn't challenging for 2,000 yards like Tyreek Hill of the Dolphins. But here's where I think that Cortland Sutton really set himself apart this year that other receivers in the NFL simply did not. The quarterback rating when Cortland Sutton is targeted, meaning really this is all Russell Wilson because Sutton has yet to play a game with Jarrett Stidham. When Cortland Sutton was targeted, the passer rating was 124.7. 124.7. Now think about that for a second. That is the best quarterback rating when targeted of any wide receiver in the entire NFL. And you think about all the other great receivers in the NFL, all the other guys that, you know, they make plays when the ball comes their way. I mean, that's, that's it right there. Cortland Sutton at 124.7 quarterback rating when targeted. I mean, that's, that's more than just efficiency. That's dominance. That's, that's a tremendous achievement that should have been recognized with the pro bowl. And we saw Russell Wilson give a little love on Twitter there and, and say, Hey, court should have got that pro bowl vote, but Broncos country, obviously we're going to get hopefully, one more chance to see Cortland Sutton and some of these other guys against the Las Vegas Raiders. It is the evaluation season. What are the injury report updates heading into Sunday's game against Las Vegas? And what are the Denver Broncos going to be watching for in this game? What are we going to be watching for in this game? We're going to break it all down on this episode, Locked on Broncos. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's so important to have the right people for your team. LinkedIn does all that heavy lifting when it comes to finding those correct candidates and you want to build the best team possible. Well, you got to have the right tools to use it, right? And it's a new year. We're all about achieving new goals in 2024. The right team member might help you do exactly that. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. And LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many different hats, as you see me do on this show all the time, and they might not have the resources to hire. But thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive. It's quick. It's easy. It, post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. As we jump into the second quarter of today's episode, Locked On Broncos, I want to thank you once again so much, every single one of you in Broncos country that make us your first listen of the day, every single day, wherever you listen to podcasts, free and available on all platforms, as well as you can watch Cody and I every single day on YouTube, and we're excited for the offseason upcoming. So don't stop watching. Don't stop listening once the regular season is over because that's when kind of the madness really begins here on Locked On Broncos, and we appreciate every single one of you for sticking with us every step of the way. Now we got to take a look at the Denver Broncos injury report ahead of the Raiders finale. A couple of different players who popped up on last week's injury report are making some progress, could be getting back onto the field. And I mentioned one of them earlier, and that's wide receiver 
Cortland Sutton. He is expected to play on Sunday. He was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice for the Denver Broncos, but he's trending towards being able to play. As we know, Cortland Sutton was kind of moving through concussion protocol the previous week as well. So Thankfully, with an injury like that, which can be very scary, obviously, any injuries to the head. Uh, I mean, we're glad to see Cortland Sutton back playing. And I mentioned it. I mean, he's he's been dominant when he's been targeted this season. 124.7 quarterback rating when the ball goes Cortland Sutton's way. I mean, that's pretty crazy. He's having a tremendous, tremendous season. You go back and look at what he did. Remember 2019, everybody's calling Cortland Sutton quarterback proof. He was making plays all over the field, had over a thousand yards, over a 1100 yards quite frankly and and led the team in catches his quarterback rating when targeted that season was 97.2 so think about how good Cortland Sutton was when he made the Pro Bowl back in 2019 and think about how much different that is I mean 97.2 versus 124.7 quarterback rating that's insane that'll win a quarterback MVP so I think Cortland Sutton has a legitimate gripe for not making the Pro Bowl. But look, we're all going to be excited to be able to see him and Jerry Judy and a number of other playmakers out there on the field together for the Denver Broncos in this regular season finale. It's going to give us a really good kind of look at Jarrett Stidham with what he can do with all that talent out there, especially having a healthy offensive line, which I don't think can really be overstated, right? We know Mike McGlinchey, he's trending towards playing or coming back this week or at least being available. We know Sean Payton is kind of coy about some of those things, but I do think it's going to be important for this offensive line to them specifically, to each of them individually, but also collectively. I think they want to go out there and start all 17 games, especially after the revolving door that we saw last year for the Denver Broncos at a number of offensive line positions. Positions. We saw Quinn Miners miss time, Garrett Bowles miss time, Lloyd Cushenberry miss some time. Obviously, the right tackle has consistently been a revolving door. We know that left guard was an issue area last season. So it was really all five positions on the offensive line creating all these different combinations for the Broncos up front. Well, here in week 18, we now have an opportunity to see the same starting five offensive lines start all 17 games. That is an accomplishment that I don't think should be lost on anybody. It's really, really a big deal. So if Mike McGlinchey is able to go after that rib injury, which we thought early in the week he was going to be able to go. So we assume he is going to be able to go, but we'll see on that one. It does seem like the Broncos are going to get the opportunity to have all five starting offensive linemen in every single regular season game this year. So hats off to them for taking care of their bodies. Hats off to the training staff for helping take care of them throughout the season. And on the other side of the of the defensive front or on the of the front the offensive line on the other side of that is Baron Browning right he's the the big time pass rusher for the Denver Broncos missed obviously the first hit of the season due to injury and and recovery from that the scope that he had in the offseason but now Baron Browning is slated to come back had a concussion a couple of weeks ago for the Denver Broncos and obviously missed this past weekend with that concussion against the Chargers, but he is expected to play as well. Now, Baron Browning has obviously made 
a pretty big impact since coming back to the Broncos, but we want to see more more from him, really. I mean, just in general. He's played nine games this season. Hopefully he can get up to ten. He's got three and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, two passes defense, eight quarterback hits. I mean, the production is there. He's fourth on the team in quarterback hits, only playing nine games. He's averaging a quarterback hit a game almost at this point, but really, Baron Browning's issue has, has been consistently staying healthy. Can he stay healthy? We really hope that he can. We want to see a full complement of pass rushers for this Denver Broncos team, which has struggled a bit off the edge this year. A lot of guys kind of, I don't know, necessarily overplaying what we expected. Jonathan Cooper having a really good season. Nick Benito having a good season. We'll talk more about those guys on today's episode. But when you have a full complement of edge players, you can bring pass rush in waves. And I think that's exactly what the Denver Broncos are going to try to do against a rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, who's having a very good season season for the Raiders. Now, Let's talk about Jarrett Stidham a little bit because evaluation season, it does continue for the Denver Broncos. And this game, while it's not a preseason game, of course, there's no playoff stakes for the Broncos, but they want to end the streak that they're on against the Raiders. They want to go out there and they want to win this game. They want to have a winning record going into the offseason. They want Jarrett Stidham to play well and show them that he could potentially be the starting quarterback of this team in 2024 if need be. And I think that's exactly what Jarrett Stidham is shaping up to do. How much better is he going to be with Cortland Sutton? I think that's going to be fascinating to watch. Will his chemistry be better with somebody like Jerry Judy, who the Broncos were scheming plays for against the Chargers, couldn't quite connect on every single one of them, had one of them wiped off the board because of a penalty. I think that we'll see a little bit better chemistry between those guys. And, and Jarrett Stidham just overall, man, he really has an opportunity to do something big in this game. Now, is it going to be a, a one game sample that really elevates his play to or elevates his chances of being the starter next year? I don't necessarily know that to be the case, right? I don't, I think the Broncos maybe have already made that decision, whether or not they believe he can be that guy. Now, these games are helpful and valuable evaluation tools, of course, but if, if Jarrett Stidham was potentially going to be the starter for 2024. I kind of feel like the Broncos would have already made that call right when they signed him, right? When they evaluated and said, Hey, let's give this guy a two year deal. They said, you know, Sean Payton said it. We believe his arrow is trending upward. We believe that he has those starter qualities. And he even said that quietly, this was a very important signing for us. What does that mean? Of course, your backup quarterback is important. I think, I believe, I'm not trying to put words in anybody's mouth, but I believe the Broncos have thought Jarrett Stidham could be their starting quarterback for 2024 for quite some time, maybe even approaching about a year at this point. So going to be fascinating to see what Stidham can do with another opportunity against an aggressive Raiders defense and Max Crosby, who has provided a lot of, uh, you know, not so great moments in the recent history of the Denver Broncos. And we're going to break down some players that we're going to watch, some keys to victory against the Las Vegas Raiders on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. I know for me, 
I'm always looking to do some habit stacking, right? To find some things that are already in my daily rhythm and add good things on top of that. Things like sending an encouraging message anytime I finish a workout or maybe doing some reading while on the treadmill, right? Maybe you just finished finally organizing a part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you've been taking supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Well, therapy helps you find your strengths so that you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, it's flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. As we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Locked On Broncos, I want to say thank you once again to every single one of you everydayers out there that listens to Locked On Broncos or watches on YouTube every single day. We appreciate you so much and can't thank you enough for rocking with us through this 2023-2024 season. And all things considered, I think it's been a fun season. Cody and I will do a little bit of, uh, I know it sounds terrible, we'll do a little bit of a post-mortem of the season and we'll talk about it. I think there's a lot of good from this year, Broncos country, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but you let me know what you think. You let us know what you think in the comment section if you're watching on YouTube or hit Cody and I up on Twitter and let us know. Do you feel like this season has been a success? I know we asked that question a couple of weeks back before the Broncos were eliminated from the playoffs, and Cody and I both agreed that this has been a successful season for the Broncos. Unfortunately, not making the playoffs is really tough. Some of the areas where they've fallen short has been really tough to watch. But look, this has the chance to be the best season since Super Bowl 50. You, of course, don't want to start grading on a curve. You don't want to start handing out participation trophies. But I think a lot of progress in a lot of very important areas was made in 2023. And let's talk about some players who've made a lot of progress this year or players that we're really looking forward to watching in this game against the Raiders, right? Offensively, I want to start with a player who has shown a lot of improvement. It's Jaleel McLaughlin, the running back, the undrafted rookie out of Youngstown State, the former or I guess current NCAA all-time leading rusher who has come into Denver, made a lot of noise in OTAs. I remember Cody and I talking about him over the summer and Cody telling me, man, he's he looks explosive out there. He's got to be the most explosive back the Broncos have. Then, of course, we saw that carryover into training camp where he's impressing everybody that's out on the berm watching camp, every media member. Jaleel McLaughlin showing his stuff, but you're still wondering because you can't really do a lot of tackling in training camp, of course. So you're like, how is this guy going to respond when he gets an, a chance to go out there and do some actual things uh, on the field? And even in preseason games, and he was great. He did an awesome job. He won a 53-man roster spot, but not only that, he, he won a role early in the season. We saw Jaleel McLaughlin playing really well early on in his rookie year. Unfortunately, it did seem like he hit a bit of that rookie wall at some point this year. But lately, the Broncos have been ramping up his involvement. They've been ramping up his you know, touches. He's got 21 total touches over the last two games. I think Jaleel McLaughlin is ramping up to have at least 15 touches against the Raiders. We'll see what happens there. But I think as the Broncos are evaluating, I think they want to see him get a bigger role within this offense. And Sean Payton said on Monday, 
hey, Jaleel, he's been asking, you know, kind of specifically to put a name to it, that Joker role. He's been asking for more of that, and he wants that responsibility added to him. And I think I think we want to see the Broncos do that in this final game. Look, with all things considered this season, Javante Williams, his comeback has been rather miraculous. But also, I think Jaleel McLaughlin has proven he's the Broncos' most kind of uh, twitchy back out there. He's a guy that's got burst. He's got speed. He's got vision. He doesn't really take, as Sean Sean Payton pointed out, he really doesn't take a lot of hard hits. I mean, a guy that small, you don't want him taking a lot of hard hits. You don't want him getting absolutely blasted and just running full speed at every defender. You want him doing what he's been doing and being elusive and not taking many hard hits. And so I think Julio McLaughlin has done a great job of that. I think he's a player that we want to keep our eyes on in this final game. Of course, Jarrett Stidham being the other that I have my eye on for offense. And I think people are going to read a lot into this game one way or the other. I mean, and fair or not, that's just the way that fans are. And I know that the organization is not necessarily going to do the same. Sean Payton's not necessarily going to do the same, but I think that people are going to read a lot into this game from Jarrett Stidham. Is he going to go out there and is he going to be accurate? Is he going to make decisions? Is he going to show off that big time arm talent? Are we going to see him spread the ball to different receivers? Are we going to see more than 16 points? Are we going to see the offense cash in once again on third downs as they were over 41% against the Chargers last week? We need to see Jarrett Stidham go out there and have a good game. And I'm really hoping that he does. Not necessarily because I'm saying, hey, I'm rocking the Jarrett Stidham jersey. I'm hoping that he's QB1 for 2024. It's not necessarily what I'm saying, folks, but I really do want to see him do well because I think if you have an option that you feel confident in going to the offseason, that is huge for an organization. It gives you flexibility in free agency. It gives you flexibility in the NFL draft. It gives you the opportunity to go into a season saying, we don't need to rush something, especially with a young quarterback potentially coming in. Now, what about defensively for this team? I mentioned these guys earlier, but Nick Benito and Jonathan Cooper, the Broncos' two primary edge players over the course of the season. Now, Jonathan Cooper, he leads the Denver Broncos with eight and a half sacks this season, which is pretty remarkable considering he was a seventh-round pick back in 2021. He's got a chance to get up to 10 sacks. If he can get one and a half, just get get those two sacks, Jonathan Cooper. Go get those two sacks on Aiden O'Connell and get over that 10-sack mark. We would love to see that because at this point, you really want to see these guys not not only put their best on tape at the, the last opportunity that they're given, but also reach some reach some cool milestones. The Broncos haven't had a double-digit player in terms of sacks since Vance Joseph was the head coach, which is kind of crazy to think about. But Nick Benito is also kind of on that doorstep. He would need a pretty big game against the Raiders with three sacks to get to 10 sacks on the season. But for a while there, Nick Benito was the team's leader in sacks, tackles for loss, all these pressures, all these different things. I think he has an opportunity to go out there and make some more noise as he's developed into a pretty solid all-around edge player. Now, what about on the back end? One player that we've been seeing a little bit more of, if you've been watching really closely on, on the field defensively for the Denver Broncos, is Riley Moss, the third-round cornerback out of Iowa. And I wonder, is Riley Moss going to have a bit of an expanded role here in the final game as the Broncos are evaluating their position groups going forward. He could be a starter for 2024, and I wouldn't be surprised 
if Riley Moss gets a little bit more run potentially in place of Fabian Moreau. I don't know anything. I'm not saying anything. I haven't seen anything. I'm just saying don't be surprised if things like that happen in this particular game because it is the final game of the regular season. So drop in the comments who you're going to be watching for closely in this game. Broncos country, of course, if you're watching on YouTube, appreciates you always engaging and interacting. Cody and I love reading every single one of the comments and interacting with you all. And we're so excited for, for this game, the final game of the 2023-2024 regular season. It's going to be bittersweet moment because we love Broncos country football. We love, we love having games to talk about. We love having things that are actually going on to talk about, but the offseason is coming as well, and we've got one eye on the offseason. What are the Broncos going to do at quarterback? What are they going to do at you know uh, on the defensive line where they have some needs? The cornerback position, how's that going to all play out? We've got big questions that we'll be discussing, but we've got one more game to evaluate before we get started doing that. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every single day. Wherever you get your podcast, Broncos country, we appreciate you all. We'll see you soon.